0: hi there guys it's it's been a while um, I'm sorry if my voice sounds different I probably being I have probably been shouting quite a lot earlier um, today I'm going to be talking about the chords of worship and this specific analogy for explaining what this episode is about is derived from something that I do most of the time, I play keyboard in my church and and so the Holy Spirit used chords to paint a picture they are a combination of notes that are aligned and in the alignment it just makes perfect sense, each of those notes probably can function on their own but then when they all come together, it creates this harmony and melody effect. Or rather, melody and harmony effect. And it serves the purpose of being pleasant and carrying a sound. And so to worship, there is a chord. There are little bits and pieces of the essentials of worship that we always ought to grasp and carry with us every time there are four of them i may not get into all four in this episode but we'll get into it all right the first one is that worship is the instrument of consecration um if you have really traveled through the psalms you would hear david david's writings in the psalms as the writings of one who just did not use words to speak well of his God, but he used that avenue of praise and worship to be able to separate himself from the world to God. There is a principle of Bible interpretation called the law of first dimension, and it basically is the principle that says the first time you hear something in the bible has a whole lot to do with that thing's identity so if you're going to use the law of first mention in 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 understanding worship worship was mentioned for the first time in the Bible when Abraham was taking his son to a mountain upon God's command to go sacrifice his son. And so when they got to the part where they had to get up the mountain, um, Abraham told his servant, you will myself and the lad will go yonder and worship. So um, it's, it just shows that whilst he said worship what he intended to do was to honor the one who gave the gift more than the gift itself so more than the gift of having his son Abraham honored the one who gave him the son in the attempt to obey what God had said and because of the fact that into this world there are systems and structures that are battling for what for our attention there are there are there are idols into this world that are beckoning for our allegiance one way to be able to divorce yourself from those things is in the place of worship in the place of worship what you are doing is you're saying god i belong to you i separate myself from the idols of this world and trust me there are still very much idols. There are people who idolize the quest for wealth, there are people who idolize being a status symbol, there are people who idolize their position as someone who is seen to carry sex appeal, there are people who idolize their wit, their understanding, their ability, their connections. And it goes on and on and on. I can't even begin to get into the list of it. And so in today's world there are idols. And those idols are doing everything they can to be able to to be able to win the souls of men. And the believers the believers weapon against idolatry is worship. Because to whom you give yourself servants to obey, to that entity, to that person, to that system, to that structure, you have given submission. And so and so if I in if I in retaliation decide I'm going to turn my face towards God and I will look to Jesus. And I will seek him. That right there is consecration. And we do that by worship. That's the first note. The second one is... um, Worship and in parentheses and praise... Is the key to seeing God's power. Um, Daddy Hagen, um, Daddy Kenneth Hagen of blessed memory, wrote a book called Greater Glory. It's a, it's a recommended, it's a recommended reading. It's beautiful, and in that book he explained through scripture and aligned experiences that. Um, that believers can only get into the realm of God's greater glory through praise and part of what the systems and structures of the world are doing is that they're giving you every reason to complain and to murmur and to and to take your faith in God away and one of the ways to... One of the ways to fight, to counteract that is to stay in the place of praise and of worship. Trust me, there is always, there is always a reason to worship God. There is always a reason to praise God. Always, there will always be one. I will give you the example of the 24 elders, four living creatures day and night they don't stop they say holy holy is the lord god almighty the angels sing the earth is full of your glory there is always a reason and so whilst 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 the world around us because the systems and structures of the world around us are controlled by the devil whilst the system and structures are pointed at um Whilst these systems and structures are pointed at programming into our minds reasons for us to depend on ourselves, rely on ourselves, and not give God praise, what, what God's word is saying is that we actually do that. In that book, Greater Glory was the example of a man who had come down with tuberculosis and... That was when modern medicine was not as advanced as it is now for us to prescribe medicines and to have, you know, to have seen, to have to see results, you know. And so he got so ill. He had gone to doctors. There was nothing the doctors could do. He had, um, he had, what is the word? He had, um, he had been to healing evangelists. And they have prayed at the time, and there was nothing that could be done, right? So when the situation was getting terminal, he went to his father's-in-law's house, which had like a barn at the back. And so he went to the shade of the barn, and he would lie down there. And so one day he told himself, God, if you will give me enough strength, enough strength to reach a specific tree, there i will i will pray until i die at this point i'm not even sure i'm getting the story accurately please read the book the book will tell you exactly how it went so um at a certain point it changed something in his mind changed from instead of saying pray till i die why won't i praise god or die And so he started saying, glory be to God, praise God, hallelujah, glory be to God, praise God. And in 30 minutes, he was on his feet, jumping and shouting in perfect health. There was another woman who had, I've forgotten what it was, I've forgotten what the medical condition was, but it was serious. Doctors couldn't do anything, healing evangelists and people who had gifts of healings tried and all of that didn't work. So she attended the meeting of an evangelist. I believe he is. Uh, yeah, I think he's an evangelist. His name was Raymond Raymond, Raymond T. Ritchie. And so Brother Ritchie told her, Brother Ritchie prayed for her. And so he then told her, every time you feel the symptom, you remember the condition. What you do is that you praise God. And that's what she decided she was going to do. She started praising God through after after hands had been laid on her she started praising God and you know by God's grace she got into sound health sound health so worship is our key to seeing the glory of God in action now Worship is our response to who our Father is. Now, there is this thing I've been hearing quite a lot that people say, um, what you, you, thanksgiving to God is a way to get God to do more for you. But then Jesus was talking in Luke and he said that you should give and not expect back in return. You should. You should you should walk affectionately to other people, even though they are not going to return the gesture. He now said, why? So that you will be children of your father in heaven, who gives the rain to fall or who, who lets his sun shine on the just and the unthankful. And so one thing with God is that the goodness of God is not just what he does. God expresses his goodness as a result of who he actually is. And so our praise and our worship is not a respond is not a is not a transactional is not a transactional expression to cause God to do. I promise you you cannot make God do anything. If he is the God of heaven and earth, you can't make God do anything. And so, our response to who God is, is praise and worship. Our response to his nature. The Bible says, every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of light, with whom there is no variableness, no shadow of turning. And so, goodness is who he is. Goodness becomes him. Right? And so, that's the understanding that's the understanding i'm on the third note um the fourth note is a bit of a the fourth note is a bit of a It's a bit of a bonus because the chord is made up of at least three notes so i'm just going to add in a fourth one for for skilled musicians <laughs> um worship is our refocus worship and praise to god is our refocus and so, because the systems and structures of the world are trying so hard to buy space in your mind, one of the systems that God has put in place to make sure we see, we see, is worship. And in worship, we see our God, we see our and or rather let me put it like this in in the true revelation of Jesus Christ in the true revelation of our father god the only valid response the only the only response from our repentance our repentance in 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 our in our submission to God in our refocus from the things that the world is showing us, from all of the idolatry that is in the world is worship. It is worship. You know. It is worship. Um, I believe it was King Jehoshaphat that was faced with external aggression that was bound to come to israel and he said instead of fighting this thing this is not a thing of fight it's a thing of focus and so he carried the headstone shouting grace acknowledging the grace of god and in the acknowledgement of god's grace is our refocus to see that mm -mm, This is not a battle for me. This is a battle for God. And I'm just going to praise God and watch God do the rest. That's what praise does. That's what worship does. That's what worship does. And a lot of times, instead of us to complain and murmur and say, why is this not working? And say, why is that not working? And say, why is that not working? Just begin to say, praise God. In spite of what it looks like. Father, I praise you. The Bible says, In all things, give thanks to God, for this is the will of God in Christ. And now the understanding of that verse is, um, is that it's, it's, it's not God's will for you to be in that situation, right? But praising God brings you to God's perfect will even in a situation like that. So it's it's imperative for believers to live lives of praise and worship. And worship to God. In fact I, I think it's time I introduced a worthy synonym. Let me use the word honor. Because when we begin to use the word honor instead of worship, a lot of today's Christians will not think only about music, but about the life we live. And so the life we live is is seen as our worship to God. The Bible says in Romans twelve that, now, brethren, I beseech you by the mercies of God that you that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Right. And one thing with sac- with the term sacrifice is that it typifies death. <laughs> However, the thing is, if we are, if you are, then going to sacrifice yourself, it means you are probably going to die. That is in in comparison to the term living sacrifice. It's the fact that it's the fact that whilst you are not dead, you are dying. And to paint a clearer picture, I will use what Paul the Apostle said in Galatians. It says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And so, one of the things we do in truly honoring God is that we lean into our spirit man to gain ascendancy over the flesh. A believer that is not walking in the spirit is not honoring God. The Spirit is our, the Spirit is our, yeah, let me me put it like that. The Spirit is our key card to worshiping God. That is why Paul the Apostle said in Philippians 3, verse 3, he said, We are the circumcision that worships God in the Spirit. We rejoice in Jesus Christ and we put no confidence in the flesh. And that word, confidence, works the understanding of we put no value, we put no appreciation, we put no esteem to the flesh. We put no esteem to the flesh. A believer that will truly see God's power is a believer that will honor, Oh yeah, let's go, let's start with, is a believer that will honor God. In his worship and in his life, a believer that will honor God in his worship and in his life. So Father God, I thank you for all of my family members who are listening to this right now. And Father God, we ask that by your Spirit you will draw us closer and deeper into worshipping and honouring you, Father God. Into being living sacrifices, holy and acceptable, proving your perfect will. So, Father, we give you praise and glory. Thank you, Father, for your grace, for your truth, for your ability within us. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, Amen.